Hello, Hi Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the Gospel of Luke, and we're going to be diving into one of Jesus's parables today. In fact, there's going to be um, a series of Jesus's teaching through parables, and today we're going to be talking about the famous example of the parable of the sower. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 15. And Chris, if you would read that for us, that'd be fantastic. Sure. Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna and many others who were con contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. One day, Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and birds ate it. Other seed fell among the rocks. It began to grow. But the, plants, the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile, fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others so that, they, so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. This is the meaning of the parable, the seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while and then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by their cares and the riches and pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, thanks be to God. Well, one of the things uh, going on in this passage is, you know, you have all these four different soils and people have done all kinds of uh, dives into this and analyses. I, I think there could be, you know, if Jesus was in a different environment or was around today giving this parable, he might come up with even more. But I think the important thing is that there is something that ties all the failed soils together that's different than the final soil. And, and the context for all this is I think Jesus is explaining to his followers, to explaining to the people listening, why the kingdom of God doesn't seem to be working. 
Jesus comes bringing the kingdom. There's all these miracles. People are expecting kind of this momentum to go forward. Maybe people, some people are even expecting a king, but there's all this resistance and there's all this um, lack of apparent success in many ways. And so people are naturally asking the question, like, what's going on? Like when the kingdom of God shows up, you'd think that that would just be, you know, just a whole chain of successes leading to the, the, the coming of God's kingdom in a full way and the end of the powers of this world. But that's not what they see. So what's going on? And Jesus tells this parable in this context. Um, so a couple of things that we see is, well, first of all, I, I think the, the parable, I would sum up the parable in saying that it's not the seed, it's the soil. So the seed is God's word, and people are wondering why that's not working. Well, it's not that God's work, God's word isn't working. It's something is happening in the soil that's preventing God's word from taking root. Um, and the sower who's uh, casting out the seed is, you know, in the position of God or the, the Son of Man, who's Jesus. And I think the first thing we should notice is that the the that Jesus is indiscriminately generous, just throwing seed everywhere. There's like it's not a, a limited resource on the part of God, so he's just being incredibly generous. It goes everywhere to everyone. However, the seed is limited by the way the soil receives it. We see, you know, the shallow soil, the rocky soil, the, 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 the ones with the thorns that comes and, and chokes it out. And these failed soils all have one thing in common as Jesus explains the parable, and that is that they are all passive. They receive it, but they do nothing to hold on to it when other things come into play, whether it's the thorns or the, the rocks or whatever it might be. The, the final soil, Jesus says, it clings to the word of God. So there's there's challenges that come their way, but the, the good soil takes an active role. It's not just passively receiving. It takes an active role in clinging to the word of God, and that's why it patiently produces a huge harvest. I think one of the illustrations of this very principle in this story is that Jesus tells the parable at first without any explanation whatsoever like people are just left to wonder, like, what is Jesus talking about? What what is all these soils and, and everything? It's only when the disciples ask him, they 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 seek an answer to the question, wanting to understand. And so right there, it's kind of like they're living out the parable. They're having to take an active role in seeking to understand the word that God has given to them. So right there, there's this activity that's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is very similar in some ways to the end of the Sermon on the Mount that uh, actually you and I covered yeah. last week where we talked about the house built on the rock and the house built on the sand. Mm -hmm. And and Jesus explains that. He says, it's not those who hear the word of God who are blessed, right? It's That's not enough. It's not just, you know, like these first three soils. It's not enough to just receive the word of God, even with joy. But instead, it says those who hear it and put it into practice, that's what it is to build your house on the rock. Or in this parable, that's what it is to be the good soil, is to is to not only hear the word, but to seek to understand it and to put it into practice, to live it out. And in that way, it can truly take root and begin to change um, our lives. Chris, I'm wondering what you see in this parable and, and maybe some of the ways that you've experienced this or, or mm -hmm. seen the importance of people taking an active role, or maybe even sometimes the way people resist being active with their spiritual life and then wonder why no growth is happening. Mm, that's such, so great. Well, and John, I just so appreciate that you um, pointed out that the disciples literally do what Jesus is suggesting. They ask questions. Well, it's funny you should ask. You're actually being the good soil. You know, you're 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 trying to really learn and hear that. And to be honest, there's a story that 
I love in the Bible, which is the story of Nicodemus who comes to Jesus at night asking a question, what does it mean to be born again? Um, and again, he's already doing the thing. He's heard Jesus. He's, he's watched Jesus be grilled by other Pharisees. And he's wondering, what, what does this man mean by what he's saying? Um, and so he asks him, what, what does it mean to be born again? And of course, Jesus says, you're a teacher of the law and you don't know. Like, um, but uh, he says this kind of cryptic thing as he does in parables is, uh, and, I, and he meets him at night. So I picture this evening breeze blowing through the trees near them. And he says, we, we can see the effects of the wind, but we can't see the wind. Um, I had a professor in um, a Bible professor in undergrad at North Park College in Chicago, and he had me read that text and go sit between these two buildings in Chicago. And he said, I want you to go there and just pay attention, read that text and write me a paper about what you see. And what happened is the wind came in through these buildings, Windy City of Chicago, and there was a puddle on the ground there that as the wind entered that space, it made like a six inch water spout that spun around in this puddle. It was totally weird. And I was like, okay, this is, this is strange. And at first, of course, I wanted to write about the water spout and the wind, you know, and all, I just thought it was this amazing thing. And, but I ended up really focusing on, and I've thought about this all my life is when we wouldn't see any of this, if the water wasn't available, the water wasn't there, we wouldn't see the effects of this wind. Like this text, it's like, what does it look like to be soil that's available? Um, to do the hard work of being really open to hearing God's word and then seeing what the effects of that could be. Um, and that's, I mean, that is the challenge that Jesus is, is laying out here. And how often am I not open to that? I think one thing that is a catalytic thing to that is a willingness to maybe face some suffering and some difficulty those, it usually means hard work on yourself to be truly fertile for the seed to grow. Um, I know I'm, it's kind of like these big sweeping things. It's not like really specific, mm -hmm. uh, but I think everyone listening and you and I can think of the, what it means to do the hard work of self-exploration and to ask God, what do I need to do to, you know, as Nicodemus said, be born again and again and again, actually, um, or to be prepared to hear God's word. And ultimately it's hearing that word and putting it to, into action, just like that text we talked about last week. Um, that That's the hard work, you know, otherwise mm -hmm. we just continue in life, kind of just moving on to the next thing and the next thing. And we're never really growing into the fullness of life that Christ wants for each of us. Um, yeah. I, I like, uh, how you point out in, in essence that the uh, the seed reveals the condition of the soil we can look at the soil on the surface and and think we understand what's, what's underneath but the way the the seed takes root or doesn't kind of reveal, reveals the condition of the soil yeah I, I think we're we're left with a natural question at the end you know in, in applying this passage in our own lives and that is i think two questions actually one is and the first question is what can we do to ensure that our soil our hearts are prepared to uh, receive the word of God in a way that produces fruit. Um, you know, 
are we willing to be active in response, right? Are we willing to not only hear the word and, and, and ask questions and, and follow up, think about it, meditate on it, pray about it, but also begin to put these things into practice. Like when, when you shared you know, the example about you and Sarah last week, and I think a number of people found that helpful and inspiring, but it really doesn't produce a benefit for people until they're willing to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take that same kind of step in my relationships uh, with people, especially some of my more difficult relationships. It's great to hear about it in someone else, but until I begin to put it in practice in my own life, it really hasn't taken root. So I think that's one question we can ask ourselves is what, what do we need to do in response to God's word to really be fertile soil? Mm-hmm. And I think a second question for, for those of us who are, especially those of us who are um, you know, leaders or teachers or, or parents or, or whatever the case might be, we ask this question, like, how do we help other people's soil be better prepared. And I think it gets back to this same question of we want people to take an active role in what they are learning to help them put it into practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could you could listen to 100 daily devos and, and go to the Bible project and whatever. And that's great information. But that information doesn't really take root until we begin to put it into practice. And that's that's far more important. Yeah. Um, anyway, Chris, I'm wondering if you have any uh, final thought and if you'd be willing to close this in prayer. Just to say, to echo what you said, the idea that our faith is not passive. We don't just sit back and, you know, wait for God to just deliver us from it. It's, it's something that's a collaborative act of, you know, love between. It's a dance with us and God and, and listening and putting it into practice. Um, and I and I appreciate the idea, too, of was what does it look like to lead others to that? And just looking back into Luke of what we've already talked about, it's like the joy of helping somebody with a speck in their eye only after we've asked all the right questions about the log in our own. Um, and I think that's some of the things that we're talking about here even today, which thank God for Luke and his, you know, the way he's captured all of this uh, in this gospel. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but I'll close this in prayer. God, we give you thanks for this word. And God, encourage each of us to, to ask the hard questions, to, to dig deep and to um, not look away. God, not only just for ourselves to just grow within who we are, Lord, and to be the best version of ourselves in you, but God, also that we might be a testament to the world around us and that we might also till the soil in those people who are in our lives, where whether at work, uh, in, in our in our homes, in our neighborhoods, God, right here in this church, um, and God throughout the world, God, breathe that into us, nurture it, and may we be those people. Uh, may we be a, a people who are a blessing to the world around us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Chris, for joining us today. And everyone, thank you for being with us. And I pray that God's spirit would open your eyes to the opportunities to respond to God and also give you the courage to say yes when those opportunities come. Go in peace.